0: Good evening, sir. you. This is episode 90 of the Beef and Bitcoin podcast with your host, Brett C.H. Today's topics, it is one day after the halving, so we're definitely going to talk about the halving today, Um, but there's some other stuff going on, and I think the the biggest of which was the... uh, the Paul Tudor Jones news, uh, legendary macro investor, disclosed his um, his Bitcoin position, both uh, for his personal account and for uh, the Tudor BVI fund. So that was just monster news. Um, he also called the top yesterday for like the quick dip, a uh, couple hundred bucks. So that was uh, definitely funny to see. And then, you know, there was this other uh, there's this other Twitter bot that showed up. That's called the Bitcoin Stimulus. And it basically shows you how much your Bitcoin would be worth had you bought $1,200 worth of Bitcoin on April 15th. Um, and I thought that was a good topic because we've seen a lot of people uh, posting screenshots of $1,200 uh, buy orders uh, around when the stimulus checks started coming in. So that just kind of has a lot to do with um, easy money and you know where that money is kind of flowing to in regards to assets. And then, um, you know, buy first, ask questions later. I saw a big, um, just a big topic going on around, you know, how do you onboard new users? And sometimes it's almost better to just tell them to buy a little bit and then they're going to jump down the rabbit hole themselves. So I thought that was a a fun thing to talk about as we kind of um, get ready for hopefully what is to be the next uh, the next bull market. What are you going to do to onboard uh, your friends, family, or anybody who's asking you questions? But yeah, it's been about a week or so, or even longer than that since we recorded a podcast, man. But how's it been going?
1: Good, and as usual, a lot happens in the last week. You know, it's like it's like now every week's you know something new because of what's going on with the coronavirus and just how rapidly the environment around it's changing. Uh, you know, again, I I think now we're at the point where in a few weeks it's going to people are going to not be wearing masks. I mean, a few weeks, probably June, mid June, it'll be pretty over. And it seems like, I don't know. Is it true that they're going to, uh, let Los Angeles and San Francisco are locked down for three more months. Is that true?
0: Uh, for Los Angeles County, it seems that way. I have not heard. Okay. anything about Some, um, San
1: Francisco yet. Okay. Cause I saw someone said San Francisco too, but I didn't know, but I saw LA and I was like, I was like, there's no way they could do that. There's no way for three months. It's going to happen. Like I think, A lot of normies, per se, are waking up and people are just, but there's no way. Three months, I I would give it as, I I think, Memorial Day, which is like 13 days away now, 12 days away. I think at that point, most of the American populace is just going to get to the point of being annoyed with this and realize that they just completely gave up everything over, you know, overdriven fear and media hype to one side. I mean, it's a cash cow for media. Like, legacy media has been dying and coronavirus comes along. And they're milking. Yeah. And, they no, even, a, and and you think about it, they don't even have to have any staff too. They're so fucking. They're just thinning the herd, and they're just milking it. Yeah, no, that's
0: a good point. That's definitely a good point. Um, yeah, dude. So, yesterday was the having man. Happy having day. We uh, uh, we were not here for the last having. That would have been the second having in twenty sixteen. Uh, we had gotten in what spring twenty seventeen with yeah. the rest of the herd who kind of jumped in. So. The herd
1: a yes, so little charge, di- <laughs> yeah.
0: It's like little, little did we know that having it just happened like nine months prior to us getting in. But I guess that, <laughs> that kind makes sense.
1: Bitcoin, what's Bitcoin? All these altcoins are oh, the pennies. Oh fuck yeah! <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, it's like oh, I can get I can get a thousand of these for this much. Exactly. Thousand, I can get a hundred thousand. But that's much. Whoa. No. So.
0: Yeah. You know, yesterday was a pretty, it was, it was a fun day to be a part of because we were actually, you know, here and you've been in it for a little while. You have a different appreciation for it. There was a, a ton of streaming events and conferences going on yesterday. And you know, the halving happened just for, for those of you who don't know, just a quick explainer happened at block 630,000. So every 210,000 blocks, the uh, amount of new bitcoins that are released to the miner who is lucky enough to mine the block uh, during the first before the first halving, you know, they got 50 bitcoins. And then in 2012, that dropped to 25 bitcoins. And then in 2016, it dropped to 12 and a half bitcoins. And now just yesterday, May 11th, um, it has dropped to 6.25 bitcoins for the lucky miner who, uh, has the privilege to mine a block. And it was pretty cool that, uh, on block 629,999 F2 pool had, um, tried to pay homage to, um, to Satoshi. And they, they put, um, a message in the op return saying, uh, let me, let me get that. Actually it was, it was pretty good. They said, New York times, uh, the 9th of April, 2020 with $2.3 trillion injection into the feds, uh, plan far exceeds 20 2008 rescue. And that was just, you know, if anybody remembers the Genesis block, it's the very famous, the times, uh, January 3rd, 2009 chancellor on brink of second bailout for banks. So it was cool to see, um, that reference to Satoshi on the, uh, the block right before the having. So definitely, definitely cool to see, um, and I think people got a kick out of it, you know, shared around Twitter a little bit, I put it in my story, it was um it was definitely cool. But you know, it's um, the having's the having, it ends up being pretty much like a nothing burger, right? Like a buy yeah, the rumor news. Yeah, buy the rumor,
1: sell the hundred yeah, kind of percent like, like, buy the rumor, sell the news. Like if you look at the chart, like look at look how much we built I mean, really we built up for what? Since the March fifteenth, you know, March twelfth bottom, we've built up on having and then price dumped twenty percent. That's the biggest. Yeah. Dump, that's the biggest dump we've had by far since, um, obviously, the huge dump we had in right. early March. But no, that's everything else has just been so. I was gonna yeah. say is because you're talking about stimulus checks and Bitcoin. You know, uh, mentioned earlier, is are people receiving $1,200 each week still, or is this like just I, I'm kind of out of tune? Is it still happening like every week? Because I feel like if this is something that happens for like a month. People are gonna be like, fucking free forty eight hundred dollars. Why would I not want this every day, every you know month or whatever? You know what I mean? From I guess, what
0: I understand, yeah, it was just that first twelve hundred dollar check, and okay. uh, I believe other you know there's other bills being worked on to try to either keep that going because a lot of people
1: you know are are out of work right now. So, uh, yeah, no, I understand that. I'm just thinking like, I'm thinking if you did this for X amount of time, people sucking on the teat of free money is very tasty. Right, where does that go? Yeah. I know. Well, well, and you think forty eight hundred dollars a month, as people mentioned, it's more than a lot of people make. Like, if you think about someone's making ten dollars an hour, they're making you know four thousand dollars a month, or not, not, not even that. They're making yeah, way they're, less. They're <laughs> way <laughs> less. Excuse me, I fucked that up. But what I meant to say was what sixteen hundred dollars a month. It's like, if you work forty hour a week, obviously they work more. It's different. But like forty hour a week, it's sixteen hundred a month. But, um, so yeah, forty eight hundred a month is pretty juicy. It's yeah. Uh, and big you know team. yeah it's three times as much
0: it's, it's like why would yeah you? It's, it's hard to get people to go back to work if you yeah. make more money staying at home so i think that's yeah. you know that just has to do with incentive. the whole macro backdrop it, it's and, so, um, it's so yeah
1: dissent- it, the, the incentive system so backwards <laughs> yeah big, <laughs> It big really time. no it really is like making actual productive shit nowadays is not incentivized speculating Getting lucky, getting being hopeful, free money, Incentivized. That's it. And you wonder why no new shit gets made? You wonder why Apple has made AirPods for the la- as the biggest invention for the last decade? There you go. <laughs> That's your answer. Free money. It's all about financialization, everything. Making shit anymore? Nah. Just got to hit those P numbers. We don't need to do shit anymore. At some point, reality comes back in. And I think it's finally happening. The coronavirus whole thing. Is was definitely a reality, you know, for a lot of people. Like just, oh shit, like things are going to happen. Supply chains are breaking, you know, like mm-hmm. and at some point people are going to realize why we're, all these companies are valued at ridiculous prices and they don't make anything new. They just, they don't. It's like, you know, and you even yeah. see it with Apple making it, you know, their new iPhone, like what, 5 SE or whatever. It's a new 5 basically. I don't know what it is actually called. But it's gonna be like 400 bucks they realize they can't sell the american people 1200 hundred dollar iphones that's like a fucking laptop it's so expensive it's insane it's a fucking phone it's like i get it it's a smart computer but still yeah it's
0: um the, the um just production and uh you know new kinds of products really slows down in this kind of environment and um, just thinking about all the stimulus money printing and everything like that is a big reason, um, why it was so interesting to get Paul Tudor Jones's take on this. And he, he really talked about this. And I think this was probably the biggest news that has happened in a while, just because, you know, for those that don't know, Paul Tudor Jones is just a legendary, uh, macro investor. Um, and you know, in his latest investor letter, he, it was very diligent in talking about, um, the, you know, the great monetary inflation, that was kind of the, the title of the whole, um, the whole letter and an unprecedented expansion of every form of money, unlike anything the developed world has ever seen. So, I mean, he was taking this very, very seriously. And, you know, one of his quotes was, if I'm forced to forecast, my bet will be Bitcoin. And it's amazing to see someone who, um, can kind of look at the broader landscape and the, you know I'm really curious to hear what you think about this. Um, just how someone who has a macro perspective like a Raoul Paul, a Dan Tapiero, and now a Paul Tudor Jones, those big macro guys can kind of put the broader puzzle together and do you think this is what Paul is kind of seeing when he talks about monetary inflation and why he's now taking a
1: sizable position in Bitcoin? Yeah, it fits his narrative, and it's like, again, like what? He put 2% in, and I think I talked about this the other day. Like, it's assuming, $100 million of his net worth. Yeah, okay, so million Yeah. So you did the <laughs> math. I didn't know his exact net worth, <laughs> yeah. so he put $100 million in Bitcoin. So look at the, he looks at it this way. It's like it's 2% of his net worth. If everything stays constant across his net worth, which is obviously not possible, that's nothing stays constant, but let's just assume that for the hypothetical situation. If he 20Xs that bag, that becomes 40% of his portfolio or of his net worth. So that's, ins- you know, that's insanity. Like, you know, and then you're like, what, what do you mean? Well, he didn't buy at 10,000 or whatever, you know, the prices he just If he bought, it was probably around 5,000. And I hate these line charts because these line charts just don't do justice. Like we went way below 5,000. So I don't know why it just stops at 4,800 here. That makes no sense. And then it says we're at 10,000 or at 9,000. And the price went down to 8,100. And that line chart's so bad. I'm sorry. I had to point that out. That's why I opened it up. It's just doesn't, it's not even right. <laughs> like we went down to like 3,800. Like it's not even close. Yeah. Come on, Bloomberg. <laughs> sorry. What else
0: is interesting? <laughs> oh, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I, just,
1: I was just pointing that out. Bloomberg, just the shitty chart.
0: Yeah. Uh, as you can see on the screen right there, I, I didn't realize that um Jones had, well, I, I guess we'll call him what? Uh, PTJ. Paul PTJ. Tudor Jones. PTJ, he, you know, he took a position in Bitcoin in his personal account in 2017 and kind of rode the FOMO wave with the rest of us. But he obviously sold the top because he's a legend. Um. I mean,
1: dude, like when you look in hindsight, like there is there is a lot of cues up there. Like oh, I sure. dude, and that's oh, how
0: you know you're in the state of euphoria because it was—it oh, was not just, obvious to—I mean, to me, it was—you know—you're just ready for it's just going to keep going and going and going, yeah. and uh, that's it, it. It can be blinding at the time, but then there were so certain obvious, things
1: like me. I'm guilty of not selling certain things. But there's other things that I just wanted to sell that I couldn't sell. But I will say, like, I did write my notes in, in December twenty third. I wrote my notes like one night. I was like, things are just this can't continue because the amount of people that were hitting me up that I hadn't talked to just was it was not real. And it was like the amount of people that I don't talk to, you know, that just like all of a sudden become your friends. You're just like fuck. You're like this isn't you know. And then like I remember my my step cousin's pretty smart guy. He's a little older than me. I think he's around your age. Uh, he's thirty one or whatever. He was jo- We were joking about it because we were. Um, at Christmas, after Christmas, we were together, uh, and you know for family stuff. And we were joking about it, like it, this was like late December when things were things were getting really bubbly, dude. You know, you know what I'm talking about. Like oh, yeah. all coins were going, like things are just tripling in a day, and just and like we're talking spot tripling, and th- and this is like in like your yours in my case. You and I have been in, in this for a while, so like it's like when these things triple in the day, we're already up ten X. So it's like what the fuck's right. going on? It's like right. you just have no you have no explanation for it and you're just like this doesn't make sense. And his comment was things are getting a little bubbly and that that would literally the top, you know, that next week, you know, we got the Korean whole Korean thing and then it was downhill from there. But um yeah, I know that was a little off topic, but it's it's interesting like and you just think about, like, you, you probably experienced You have friends that probably knew you were in crypto. Just, like, the sheer amount of... And you experienced it, obviously, because you probably got... The, the amount of DMs you probably got in that time frame was probably ungodly. Like, what... Did, you, did your life cease to exist on Instagram? Like, did the crypto humor count? Like, you probably had, like, 100 DMs probably just unread. Oh,
0: yeah. At the, oh, the end, it was hundreds a day.
1: <laughs> dude, it must have been a nightmare. <laughs> like dude oh my god just non just nonstop around the clock just yep oh i couldn't much. i couldn't imagine cuz dude like any oh dude, just that's that's the worst it's just oh just bombardment yeah
0: <laughs> you know one of the other things that i thought was pretty interesting with um with the ptj news was he uh, he he compared bitcoin to gold um, not both as a, you know, a store of value and that kind of hedge. thesis and use case and hedge. But he also talked about the, the analog between the two. And he said that Bitcoin reminded him of gold when he first got into the business in 1976. And gold had just been productized as a futures instrument. And then uh, gold ran from what, like 35 bucks to, oh, I don't the chart's retarded. 100. Hun- so, and he, there was like an overlay of that gold chart with, with Bitcoin and you're kind of like, you know, holy shit. Yeah, that there it is. So he, it, you know, he, it reminds him of that kind of that big play. Um, and, you know, he enjoyed that bull market. It tripled in price and then corrected, you know, 50 percent. So, you know, so similar to what's happened to to Bitcoin just throughout its multiple bubbles that we've seen so far. And he did a really good job of, um, you know, using that as an argument for Bitcoin as, as a hedge and store value. And I, I give him a lot of credit because he and this is you know my next question to you is like him taking a position has now um prevented career suicide for other macro investors or financial advisors anybody now who who can say you know now they're not going to look like a crazy person by taking a position in bitcoin because you can always point and say well one of the greatest investors in recorded history has taken a position And, um, you know, you, you can use that to your advantage. And I thought that the other thing will be really interesting is let's say, let's say there's a a crazy bull market that we go through again and it's, it's, uh, you know, 2022 and you're looking to your financial advisor and say, how did you miss this? You know, where were you on this? Like we just had one of the biggest bull runs in, in, in history for Bitcoin and you didn't get me a position in that. Like, what am I, what am I paying you for? So do you think... Just the fact that he was outspoken about this will allow for other institutional investors and other financial advisors who probably idolize him um, to 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 wake up a little bit and to at least take a closer look at it this time around.
1: It's, this definitely, in a sense, opens the floodgates to, you know, I think the average financial guy slowly but surely. I think again, as uh, Anthony Pompello says, the virus is spreading uh it is you know people are slowly catching on that it's not going away and you know there's obviously there's more and more instruments being you know derivatives being based off bitcoin whether you're talking in like like the real sense in like the cme futures and then in in the sketchy exchange sense in the terms of the bitmax you know but bitmax has been around for a while but there's like there's like what ftx now have you seen that like where people bet on movement of it and shit like that of tokens and stuff like that have you seen that
0: I've heard about it, but I, yeah, haven't, uh, I, I haven't. I haven't
1: heard. looked into it much, but it looks. It's like the ultimate of peak degenerate de- derivative gambling. I think is the best way <laughs> to put it. Like betting on direction and momentum. It's it's absolute, but like, and there's other things like um. I can't even think of the other exchanges right now. Leverage, you know, and non. But um, I think the point was getting back to like, um, just you know it's here to stay. Like, there's no way to argue around it. People don't even argue anymore. And obviously PTJ coming in here and basically like, yeah, I I traded this in 2017 and now I'm staking X amount percent or 2% of my net worth in there is a pretty solid statement. And as you, you know, know, people like, you know, people were saying on Twitter or whatever, and I I think I sent the tweet to you, people were like, oh, he's not putting 30% of his net worth in. It's like, and then someone commented, someone's like, someone doesn't know risk management or something. And it's like, also, to even accumulate that much Bitcoin it's, it's, I couldn't imagine trying to accumulate 100 million Bitcoin like you know like the the amount of time that takes like I don't think people don't think about like having to buy that like at, at the market people don't think about how much volume that is like you probably need multiple exchanges I don't know if OTCs and there's just so many factors uh, how how are you getting 100 million dollars worth of Bitcoin right now because yeah. you, you and I know that like it's, it's very Bitcoin's books are very thinly you know very thin like it only it only takes a little bit of um money to move the bitcoin market you know one way or another right
0: right and i think you know you're going to continue to get that deeper liquidity as the futures markets continue to mature you have other physically settled futures kraken volume is is increasing uh binance volume it's all good stuff and it, it just takes time so it's on one hand, it's, like, so awesome to see the markets mature. But on the other hand, it's still so early. So, like, there's so much to uh, to look forward to. Do uh, you think we should play that clip, uh, the CNBC clip from uh, from Shmoth. Joe and Chamath? Yeah, talking about the Paul Tudor Jones news. I, I thought this was a good okay. one to play really quick.
2: We had Paul Tudor Jones on yesterday, and he was talking about, you know, QE infinity, however you want to look at it, and that maybe the time will
0: come when you need to have some type of asset that there's a fixed amount of and he was referring to Bitcoin. So i think
2: it, I, I think maybe even paul tudor jones
0: say the words. word i i have to disclose that i i own i mean compared to you i own like three cents out of a dollar or something you know what i mean so but i have to disclose that i own it but paul tudor jones made the case yesterday and you know yesterday was the happening uh, i don't uh-huh. you know
2: the happening was yesterday <laughs> so the stock to flow has now gone up <laughs> Joe, so this is this is again now now you're seeing a lot of lines of different thinking converge. So when we started to believe in the long-term value of Bitcoin, it was as a store of value and it was that schmuck insurance that you kept under the mattress. And there was a small cohort of us that have believed this for like almost the last 10 years now. But when you have people like Paul Tudor Jones, sophisticated market participants who don't necessarily come to it from that perspective, because he was probably first in um, in gold or you know uh, curve steepeners or whatever, now all of a sudden even he is looking at Bitcoin. and the reason is because we are in this massive deflationary spiral. And you have to figure out how to protect yourself. And so however you think about it, from a classic economic theory or the schmuck insurance where you're somewhat skeptical of the you know established governing masses, um, it is important that we have a hedge, non-correlated hedge and I still struggle to find anything that is as uncorrelated to anything else and to everything else than Bitcoin. Um, and I think that, you know, if we see it have its day, um, it's a moment where um, you're gonna wish that you had just bought the 1% and just kept it. We have Paul Tudor- What do you
0: think, man? I
1: love that Joe uh, dropped his, uh, disclosed his Bitcoin position that he has. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, obviously, he has to own Bitcoin at this point. He talks about it it's that like, like it's it's even like dumb. Like, if if it's pretty obvious when you know these people own you know own it. And like Joe, obviously, has been a pretty big uh, BTC participant for quite a while. I feel like what at least it, oh, close to a year now, right?
0: It seems like he was really starting to get it. I don't. I think we were first talking about him in twenty early twenty nineteen that yeah. he was he he was starting to get it. He would defend it when that other when Andrew Ross Sorkin would say something, he'd be like, well, <laughs> hold on a second. And he'd like, he'd like own him on, on it, which I, I, I appreciate. And he's had Anthony Papliano on a yeah. bunch of times and they've talked about it. So it's cool to see him, uh, just to see somebody get it who you wouldn't think would get it. Um, and you know, to watch him do the back and forth with Chamath here and you can see your Tremoth like, go ahead, say it, you know, like say Bitcoin. Um, and it, I, I just, it's so cool to finally see this. And a lot of people are talking about this clip. Um, some of the OGs who were, who've who been in Bitcoin for six, seven years now who were like, I never would have thought I'd see the day that this was, you know, they were talking about the having on CNBC
1: and all this well, stuff. Well, yeah, I think if you, were, if you were in Bitcoin in like 2011, 2012, 2010, like, fuck, dude. Like so early, you know, relative to what, where we are now. You know, and it was such an out, you know, it was outcast type of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's, yeah.
0: It's got to be just, just crazy to see.
1: And Uh, it's, I also, I I always mention this, but it's like, that's eight years ago, like 2012, you know, nine years ago, 2011. That's insane how long it's been.
0: Yeah. It's been a, it's been a very long time. Let's, um, let's jump into the, the, the Bitcoin stimulus, um, Twitter bot. Yeah. I thought this one was this is such a good idea. So for those of you who haven't seen it, there's a, the handle, Twitter handle at Bitcoin Stimulus, and it is uh, tracking what the U.S. government's $1,200 stimulus check would be worth if you used it on um, April 15th, 2020 to buy Bitcoin. And I thought this was absolutely brilliant because for the days and weeks following this you've seen that $1200 go as high as what 1800 might have been the highest that it's been so far
1: 1800 yeah
0: and you know i find it so <laughs> such a good idea because on one hand it's it's a it's a, it's a <laughs> meme right like it's a meme in itself to to drop your stimulus check on bitcoin but then on the other hand this can be something that You and I and other other people, new people getting into Bitcoin can point to and say, well, look what would have happened had you dropped that twelve hundred dollar stimulus check on Bitcoin instead of um, paying off your credit card bill or debt or use for some other really dumb purchase. Like all of a sudden you can. I think it gives the perspective of what even like earning Bitcoin back rewards looks like. Like all of a sudden, your rewards program, your miles are worth like triple what they used to be. Are you gonna so shill I, me,
1: Lolly? No, I'm joking. <laughs> I <I'm> just fucking <laughs> with you. Well, you know, like Beck, <laughs> yeah, it's I know almost like
0: the same thing, right? Yeah. It, 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 it's it's so similar. I and want I think my this card will,
1: rewards. Yeah,
0: yeah like. Uh, yeah. Imagine all the credit card points you've been earning back over the past couple of years were all Bitcoin back. And you'd be like, holy Fuck. shit, like, I can't believe I turned all that. You know, some people get thousands of dollars back a year in, in rewards who they just put everything on their credit card. And imagine, you know, you get a couple thousand dollars back and then it four or five, maybe even 10 X's if you hold on to it speaking long of, enough.
1: Speaking of BTC income, think about all the people who had like the were like just thousands of referrals for like exchanges, dude. And then the amount of money those people were making at certain points and probably still are some. Like, think oh, about yeah. the con- – and it's just sheer Bitcoin income. Think about that. Yeah. That's insane. Like, the amount of money – I mean, like, some people probably made six, seven figures easily, cleared, you know, those, you know, seven figures with <laughs> the, the, the referral income, which is absolutely insane, doing nothing.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, that definitely ha- – and I think that's – um I think we're just going to keep heading in that direction, right? The more, and you and I talk about this all the time, but the more number go up, the higher the price goes, the more demand for this kind of stuff you're going to see. You're going to see more of the earning, the Bitcoin rewards, the the credit cards are coming, like Fold has a has a card coming where you're going to just earn Bitcoin back for all your purchases. Um, and things as simple and silly as the Bitcoin stimulus bot are going to be the drivers to get people on board. So, like you and I, a year from now, if let's say we're back in twenty k or whenever that happens, you go and send um, the the latest Bitcoin stimulus tweet, and it's gone from twelve hundred to twenty four hundred. You know, people are going to really look at that, in my opinion, and and start to
1: think more closely about it. But uh,
0: I do you say, think that? I'll yeah, go ahead.
1: go ahead. I was just going to say, encourage speculating. That's all. It would be twelve hundred to like four thousand probably at that point. Close oh, to yeah. thirty six hundred. I mean, so yeah, probably four thousand. But yeah, no. It's it's an encouragement of speculation. That's where we the times we live in now. It's it's like literally the thesis of Bitcoin. And someone I know I don't know if i I probably haven't mentioned the podcast, but I know I mentioned it to you. It's like all you know, and I'm guilty of it too. All of us sound money people, the gold Bitcoin crowd, all get pissed off because the Fed and every other central bank just prints money unruly, takes interest rates negatives or zero, and then charges people, you know, banks can still charge people like 19% on credit cards. And we're all like, well, this is fucking insane. Meanwhile, you know, we, we get pissed, but like, this is the road to, to Promised Land for gold and Bitcoin people is this. This is the road. This is the road to Promised Land for us. It is the road that is being paved by the Fed the BOJ, the SMB, the ECB, you know, the PVOC, you know, the list goes on, the the amount of central banks, the BOE, I can go on that are just printing unruly and have taken rates to just, just basically made money worthless is what they've done.
0: Yeah. It's, it's that accelerationist mentality. On one hand, I want to tell the, uh, you know, central banks to pump it, you know, pump my bags. But on the other hand, you know, you and I both, talked about the Cantillon effect on the podcast so many times and all the other things where you can look at the, uh, the, you know, the wealth gap and the disparity and it's, you know, directly in relation to the, the manipulation of interest rates. And, um, it, it's so terrible to see. And it's why you're right. All the sound money guys will say, are you guys seriously going to take rates negative? You're like, you're destroying everything. But I, I Sometimes I'm starting to come around and say, well, maybe you might as well just be an accelerationist and just get get it over with like, yeah, go ahead. Print as much as possible because it, it just end this nonsense because it, let's say they were being more responsible uh, and then they're going to try to slow this down a little bit. You know, and that takes longer for us to get rich, I guess. And I, I hate saying it that way because um, like I want to be responsible and, you know, think about all the the good things that will happen by switching and moving to a sound money. But on the other hand, it's like just money printer, go bird, just get it over with. And (laughs) it's, it's such a hard, um, I, I definitely struggle with it because I know it's going to cause a lot of issues and pain for a lot of people, but on at the the vindication,
1: dude, the vindication might outweigh it though. That's the thing. You and I sit over here like, Ooh, the vindication is going to be very good. (laughs) We've been talking about this for years and one day people like, 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 I, I think I mentioned it earlier on one of my on social videos, like, but it's like basically at what point it's going to be like just like coronavirus and just like as you and I talked about in crypto, like where it's one day everyone's going to realize, you know, oh, wait, our money isn't worth anything. <laughs> it's, like, right. and it's like the only thing that's going to matter is if you own a business that earns income, you know, if you own land, if you own, you know, precious metals, if you own Bitcoin, otherwise you're going to be probably pretty sad. But I think in the meantime, again, as you and I talked about, it takes a while for these things to play out. It doesn't usually happen overnight. And again, you and I are in the good situation where USD is still the strongest fiat currency and is the highest demand. Now, if you had a shitcoin fiat currency, I'd be a little concerned right now. That's all I'd say. Hyperinflation <laughs> oh, yeah. happens. It's happening fast. Like I'm not saying we're far behind, Like it, but like... If it took like, let's say it took eight or nine years, that's still a fucking long time. <laughs> like,
0: no, it's a good point. It is a it is a long time, and there's many people, even probably listeners of the podcast. Uh, you know, one of the guys who I talk to all the time, he's in Venezuela. Like, it sucks for him. I, I feel bad. And, yeah, you know, he's true. a good Bitcoiner. He tries to spread the good word. But, like, there's only so much you can do when the money stops working. It is what it is. So, yeah, I mean, demand for dollars is just skyrocketing. It's exploding. And especially when does that happen? In times of uncertainty. And it couldn't get more uncertain than it is right here, right now, <laughs> May 2020. Like, it's just the most uncertain time ever. And you can see people's cash balances just starting to increase because you Like, that's the whole point of holding cash because you do not know what's going to happen in the future. Um, And that's why, you know, certain people who who look at Bitcoin as, you know, something that is more certain, at least from like a monetary policy standpoint or whatever, like you just know it's fixed. You know, you're speculating regardless, right? Either you you think it will be money at some point in the future or it won't. But, you know, once you kind of cross over that bridge. You know, like that's how I think about it. I'm like, well, that, that's me like saving, right? I'm like, oh, you know, I want to buy a 100 bucks worth of Bitcoin this week. And I'm just I'm saving that for later because I'm I'm speculating that it's going to be worth more in the future. But, it, you know, people who are just holding cash and can't afford to buy or accumulate other assets or capital, you're kind of shit out of luck. So I'm, I'm hoping that, um, you know, Bitcoin almost can become like that something for average Joes to hold on to. And I know it seems a little. I don't know, like, why would you encourage, like, very, very retail people to speculate on probably what could be considered, like, the riskiest asset in history? But, um, I don't know, maybe it turns into something really basic that people just start getting over time. I, I you know, I don't know, but I do think about it.
1: Yeah, it, you know, it's, it's inevitable at this point, but it's, as I said earlier, it's just, like, it takes time, but it, when it does happen, it happens pretty quickly. Like, it, it's going to be one of those things where, like, people in your country, you know, one day wake up, like, you know, people in Venezuela, you know, slowly begin to realize, wait, my money's not buying as much at the grocery store. Like, you and I know that. We've talked about it all the time. Like, every time I go to the grocery store now, like, and I was talking with an, an older dude today, you know, he's, he's 88. And, like, we were talking about, like, groceries. Like, he's like, I spent $300 at the grocery store today. And I think it's just him and his wife. And I know they can't be buying that much food, you know, because they're an older couple. You know, it's like... It's, it's so you, you know you you and I know it like you go to the grocery store and you buy any meaningful amount of food you're well, you're clearing a hundred bucks you know it easily there's no way around it you know what yeah. I mean and then you think about those people that work on minimum wage and make four hundred bucks a week or something like that like how the you know it's like what the fuck it's like none the, the whole system is completely broken right now um, yeah it, it is it's gotten so backwards that like you realize that like the, the you have to be smart, otherwise you're fucking stuck in this shithole It's of a system. It's what it, it's sad, but it's the reality. Like, it really is like, and yeah, sure. You if you if you're lucky, you can get a, you know good p- paid skilled labor, but like even then, you know inflation crushes you eventually.
0: Yeah, and I think that's that's what. Um the central banks are really fighting against its consumer price inflation. Mm -hmm. A lot of people, even myself included, you know, I'm I'm living in one of the most expensive places on the planet and I'm saying to myself, (laughs) okay, well like I know I I won't be able to afford a house unless the housing market crashes. Right. And and I'm, I'm okay with that because it just is what it is. But as soon as all of a sudden, You know my ribeyes get more expensive or the prime caps or for the average person who sees the consumer price inflation at the grocery store for the basic stuff That's really what everyone's trying to avoid and you're seeing Hopefully not as much consumer price inflation because that's when people get the pitchforks out and start getting into the streets But for the people who've already decided that they are never going to be able to accumulate assets like real estate or stocks or something else Um, you know, those assets are being inflated, but consumer price inflation staying low enough that people aren't rioting. But that's when you talk about all the easy money, all the stimulus checks. What if that keeps going and supply chains aren't working all that great? Now you have more money going after a very limited amount of goods. And I think that's when you start to see consumer price inflation, which that's like the last thing that central banks want, because then you're you're in you're in big trouble after that so yeah. that's the
1: fight well and like the funny thing is not like um and i saw the bloomberg chart like you know uh there's been, like the biggest collapse in cpi ever right now because of you know obviously like oil prices and other just wacky shit are going on and but like you and i both know a like, grocery store just completely reverts that or like real estate prices or anything you look at or renting you know anything like that you realize prices are much higher but, like, oil prices obviously are super cheap right now. That's just because demand completely diminished off the globe for a whole month. So there's just oil floating around. We should be getting paid to get, take the oil at this point. They should be happy people are driving. <laughs> it's, it's like, but um, it's it's interesting, you know. And, again, I think it's one of those things where because people, at least in the West, mainly haven't experienced this in their lifetime because the last time this happened was, you know, really prior to, you know, the great depression with end of world war one and having hyperinflation and stuff like that. It's like, um, you know, and there was inflation in the seventies, but it blows me away that all these old people I know don't talk about this. And they just, it's like shit. They were buying stuff for fucking like a Coke for five cents, you know, or getting a hamburger for what? 20 cents or 15 cents. And then they don't, they don't fucking say a word right now. like things have prices have went up like 20 X in their life and they don't say a fucking word. And it's like, but then again, dude, the system, it gets you. Yeah, it's it, easy I to. Hate to say, I hate to say yeah. it, but it but like twenty times, thirty times. Like, you, dude, it's like reality though. like, would people pay for a hamburger like in what nineteen sixty versus now? It's not even, yeah, it's, I, it's, it's, sorry.
0: Go ahead. No, I, I always try to put the when that when I see the the chart come up, the picture of like the McDonald's menu from the seventies, and you can see, you know, things were fifteen cents or twenty cents and stuff like that, and. um, you almost wonder it's like, you guys really haven't said anything. Like I'm surprised we don't talk about this all the time, but yeah. it's easy to, um, it, cause cause inflation is taught to be a good thing in school and even economics degrees and finance degrees, business degrees, you're learning inflation is a good thing for whatever reason. And I can't believe i fell for this probably i'm sure as i'm taking this in as i'm learning it in college or whatever and then you're like wait a second how on earth could it be better for everyone if the cost of goods keeps going up like it's obviously deflationary uh cost of good would be much much better but um nobody nobody says anything but they do want it Um, impacts them enough, right? So that's people who are on fixed incomes, um, you know, a lot of boomers and in the generations older than that, or people who are on, you know, benefits programs will start to speak up if all of a sudden your fixed income cannot pay for the things that you are used to buying. And I think that is, that's the fight that the central banks can't afford to lose. And um, if they do, that's when mainstream starts to look at other things like people who are interested in gold or who would never have been interested in gold all of a sudden they're like oh maybe i want to own some gold that would be that would seems like a good move or oh maybe this bitcoin thing so to me those are the signs when it's actually starting to
1: happen yeah this chart says it's dude gold goes above 19 whatever 30 or 1920 here everyone becomes a gold trader it's gonna be like the big it's gonna be like the beginning of the bitcoin bull market like you're gonna have like what Maybe like eight or nine six-month green candles in a row. <laughs> I right. mean, it's gonna get ridiculous. It's, it's gonna get like, I don't think people understand that. That's what we're, that's what we're looking at right here. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if we test it within. I mean, this this candle is forty-eight days left. I I'm betting we test it for sure. And this, you know, so before July. Yeah. And definitely. it might even be sooner. I mean, it wouldn't be impossible for gold to move like a hundred bucks in a day at this point. Like it wouldn't shock me at this price level. Yeah, it would be
0: absolutely absurd to see. And, uh, Peter Schiff will be very, very happy. Peter Schiff will be pulling in.
1: (laughs) They're going to make him, he's going to make his own movie, like gold member or whatever, like awesome powers.
0: (laughs) That would be funny. Um, you know, I guess to kind of transition into this last topic, you know, talking about gold Making moves, Bitcoin making moves Um, as we as we move into this, hopefully into this, you know, bull market coming into the 2021 year, um, the topic of buy first, ask questions later really came up. And I was thinking about it a lot last week. Um, And, you know, the topic kind of goes about um, Peter McCormack had put a tweet up saying like, nobody ever asked me how Bitcoin works. Um, You know, what does it do? Why is it good? that stuff they always just want to know is now a good time to buy and I I give him a lot of credit for being honest about that and I think it's important that he says it because you know the reality is nobody cares about all that stuff like they just want to know is now a good time to buy or should I wait and then buy and um, it tells me a couple things one it fits our narrative of price drives adoption nobody cares if how it works as long as it works and it can make them rich um, but you know, like, I, like the argument when I hear the argument of saying like, oh, well, people aren't going to use it because, um, th- it's too difficult or they don't know how it works. I think that's bullshit because nobody really cares. Anybody can use anything. You and I don't know how email works or how Skype works, but we use it because it's useful. Um, and I, I think that's all that it really takes. But, uh, I was thinking about into the next, kind of as the next wave of new people coming in and, you know, me trying to field questions in the um, in the crypto humor uh, DMs and stuff like that or the orange coin memes DMs. Like if people are asking me that question of w- when should I buy, I kind of want to point them to something and be like, you might need to just get yourself, you know, 25, 50, 100 bucks worth and then see what happens. And then if it goes up and you get excited, okay, I have more information to give you that if you want to jump down the rabbit hole, you can. But I feel like trying to, get people to learn about it first and then buy just it's like not productive it's not a good approach and that's Uh, hard you have to
1: fucking dig into it really
0: like it's hard because on on one hand like it's dumb to speculate on something that you don't understand at all but you might end up regretting it if you take too long to convince yourself that like it's not a scam right Um, and everybody, there's like a funny saying, everybody wishes they could go and back and buy Bitcoin the first time they heard about it. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Like, and, and when I, when I heard that it was so funny because I'm like, man, like I could have bought all the, all the Bitcoin that I've bought throughout the past three years, I could have just bought all of it on day one at a thousand dollars. (laughs) And you know what I mean? Like how much fucking Bitcoin do you think you would have? And, um, it's really funny to hear people talking about that who are more OGs who, you know, saw double digit prices of Bitcoin. Like you, you could have just bought so much.
1: Dude, what if you saw like fucking pennies, dude? Like people buying, you know, the shit under a dollar. You, you and at the time, you're like, oh shit, you know, the the, the people who bought it under a dollar and sold it, you know, a hundred bucks thought they were geniuses. Right. But, but that's a hundred X, dude. Why? You know, it's like, and you know, think about it. if you bought like five thousand dollars, you made five hundred K. You think you're a genius, and then Bitcoin goes to twenty K you know, a couple of, like five years later. Right.
0: I, I feel like I've heard even like other people who've been around for a long time and they're like, Oh, you know, at what price did you first hear about? And they'll be like, Oh, you know, five bucks or 10 bucks. I'm like, well, how much did you buy? And you, it's amazing. They'll be like, I bought like $250 worth. And you, as like, that's like your big investment. Yeah. And, uh, it, cause you just didn't, you don't know what you don't know. And at the time it was, it was just this, it was internet money. I mean, it still is, but it was almost like a, like a joke and experiment, you know, for fun. Um, and now it's, it's, it's you know, been around for 11 years and you're like, Oh my God, I, you know, my, my buddy claims that we talked about it in 2013 cause he's a CPA and it came up like, as he was doing public accounting, like, Hey, how do we handle this? And I probably just said, Oh, that's stupid. And now I'm like, <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, like, how stupid am I? Like, I could have taken you know 45 minutes to go on the Bitcoin Talk forums and see what yeah. people were talking about, and and I didn't. So it's um, it just it sucks. It really, really
1: sucks. Uh, I, I I heard about it in like I think early 2013, and like I was pretty open minded to other things. I've been down other rabbit holes, uh, particularly 911 rabbit hole. That point in my life, I've been pretty early to that one. That one kind of ruined me, but. Uh that's besides the point. But like and I was surprised, like I think back I'm like why did I not like look into that at the time? And I just think it wasn't, you know, of interest, I guess, you know, but it is what it is. I'm um, right. right now and I read a lot more about it than most people do. Yeah. I uh
0: yeah, so if anybody else who's listening to this, you know, definitely reach out to us and let us know like if do you think that's a good strategy? If your friends are reaching out to you, will you just tell them you know just buy a little bit and and see what you think and if you want to learn more I can help you out or do you think it's better to you know send them five medium articles and the Bitcoin standard and whatever Andreas Antonopoulos YouTube video is first and then and then see if that convinces them because I'm I'm starting to convince myself that it's just easier to convert someone to just tell them to buy and hopefully it goes up in price and they get excited and that's like a better way to onboard somebody probably more irresponsible but I feel like I'd rather just go that. buy every
1: altcoin. No, Joke. <laughs> that's not financial advice. Uh, but yeah, no. The best way to get exposure is actually you have to buy it because that's the only way you can really have it unless someone gives you some sacks. But really, go buy some if you really want exposure. That will get you more interested because then you are attached to the price. You become hyper aware. You are focused at all times. No. Yeah. Uh, we we joked about that earlier off podcast. That just it's like. I am sure you I check price of way too many and you know different um, assets way too much. It's too much ingrained in my brain, but obviously Bitcoin's one of them. And I know I know you're always checking Bitcoin price because if I don't if I'm not looking at it and something happens, I get a message from you. And it's always like like just like it's like eight eighty seven hundred or ninety seven hundred. It's always what you know someone just like that. <laughs> right, right, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah it, can so. it can definitely you can definitely take it over, but yeah. um. Yeah, dude. I don't know. This was a this was a good podcast to talk about. I'm glad we got to talk about the having. We survived our first kind of you know bull market into a bear market. Got to live to see another having. Um, very cool. The Paul Tudor Jones news was awesome. Um, and you know, there's just it's you know it's the getting closer to the middle of May 2020. Um, so much is going on there's so i have so many topics to for us to <laughs> riff on for the next couple of weeks so it's going to be definitely a lot of fun moving forward so uh, definitely appreciate everybody who's been tuning in and listening and sharing the podcast and all the new subscribers on youtube definitely appreciate that um just make sure to reach out anytime if you have questions or let us know what you want us to talk about because it does make life a lot easier for us to uh to bring you the content that you want to see so we do appreciate that but um yeah Stay safe out there. Get ready for summer and get outside. Get some vitamin D, you know? Get some
1: vitamin D, yeah. Enjoy life. That's also another (laughs) big thing. You know, don't pan up inside. Peace.
2: Peace.